Thank you for joining with us for another episode of Morning Briefings here on the Pipeline Intercession for the President and on our podcast. If you have any dreams that you have about the office of the president, please send them to pip at christiancentershreveport.com. We're so thankful that you all have joined in with us on this prayer journey, and we look forward to standing with you not only today, but in the days ahead. So with that, we'll go ahead and join today's broadcast as we talk about the news and stand on the wall for this nation and the office of the president. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Zach Garskatton coming to you live from North Carolina. And today, I want to close out this week with a time of just complete surrender to the Lord in this season uh, and this this week specifically as we come to a heated time in the heated campaign season that we are now entering into as debates uh, advertisements and everything is just coming full frontal right now and we just want to take this time to pray for the office of the president during this season as decisions are being made to either protect or not protect our national security interest and or do things that are politicized to gain votes for whatever purpose may be. Now, we've been going on a journey this week, and we'll continue to over the next couple weeks, of going through prayer points in the Future War of the Church book by Chuck Pierce to go through these prayer points, and I'll, I'll pull it up here so that we can all see it. And point out what are the things that we can do in this season to dethrone the thrones of iniquity in um, chapter 4 of this book. And we see in yesterday's uh, prayer point that we went through and asked the Lord to reveal any iniquities within our lives, within our families, and then within our cities as well. Now we want to build upon that today. And continuing on with the understanding that the enemy tries to use sin in our lives to prevent the breakthrough that the Lord wants to use us in to bring his kingdom here on earth. And I want to read in Psalms 94... The very end of 94, starting in verse 17, where we see something uh, quite interesting here uh, as we go through it. And it starts in, is that the Lord had not been my help, my soul would soon have dwelt in the abode of silence. If I should say, my foot has slipped, your loving kindness, O Lord, will hold me up. When my ancient thoughts multiply with me, your consolations delight my soul. Can a throne of destruction be allied with you? One which devises mischief by decree. And, and this is a good question here from David, because as we're going through dethroning the thrones of iniquity, can they? And obviously they can't. That's a very uh, redundant question here. And then he goes on to say here in verse 21, he says, 
They band themselves together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has been my stronghold and my God, the rock of my refuge. He has brought back their wickedness upon them and will destroy them in their evil. The Lord, our God, will destroy them. And that goes along with uh, the biblical foundation of vengeance belongs to the Lord. And kind of, and it also builds upon what John was really hinting at on Wednesday's uh, noon prayer of just getting in and let this be a season where with all this chaos going on and, and even here in verse 19 it says when my anxious thoughts multiply within me your consolations delight my soul it's a time to see here is as these things tend to occur right now in the campaign season things start to heat up anxieties come over people the economy this the, the politician that um my local area, this, etc. The anxious thoughts that can come from this is it's a time to just dive in with the Lord. To number one, see where and why we're having these anxious thoughts. What might be causing them within our lives? Is it sin? Is it outside forces? Figuring that out and then going forward and, and dethroning them. And here, Chuck points out, he says, Satan's objective is to block the plan of God by establishing his legal right to control an area or our individual lives, families, etc. through iniquities. Satan gains access into an area the same way he gains access into an individual's life or family line, through sin. When corporate sin enters into our assigned boundaries, Satan has an opportunity to build his throne. And our prayer point today is to kind of step in and prevent that and ask the Lord to reveal how you, we all, can dismantle his thrones within our boundaries. In here, his is Satan. The enemy's thrones within our boundaries. And and be very wise in, in how we do this because you don't want to step out too far outside of your authority and in your boundaries. And maybe the Lord first wants you to deal with the thrones of iniquity within your life, within your family. And then as you 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 gain that authority in your life and you deal with it and, and you've plucked up and you've replaced, you've cleaned the house and filled it with the Holy Spirit. So when then the, that those spirits come back, they don't come back to a house that's empty. So we want to continue to build upon this journey uh, next week as well. And really letting the Lord step in, let Him be our stronghold, and let Him be the rock of our refuge as we see here in Psalms 94. Because this is a very contentious season that we are in, and reliance upon the Lord will be ever more increasing now and in the days ahead through these next several months. Okay. Now, with that in the news, there are some several things we want to look at, pray upon, be aware of, um, and and let the Lord walk us through these scenarios so that we don't continue to be anxious or be anxious if we aren't anxious already. Uh, starting off, and these are all dealing with the United States, is North Korea now ha- um, was f- known to fly 12 airplanes near South Korean border, uh, prompting air... F- our Air Force, in conjunction with the South Korean Air Force, to fly nearly 30 planes to protect the South Korean Air Force um, airspace near the disputed 
or near the borders of North and South Korea. And what's interesting behind this is what's motivating North Korea. We don't really know. We can speculate. But what we do know is it's happening. And it's something that is quite concerning, alarming, especially with the long-range missiles that were shot near Japan. And the thing to look at here is, okay, what is the president going to do and say about it? What is this administration going to be doing and saying about it? Obviously, they're working militarily, at least the military is, with South Korea and Japan and our allies in those regions. Um, as we talked about yesterday, unfortunately, this administration does not have its eye on the ball. It is focusing on the campaign season that they're in, as unfortunately politicians tend to do and not focusing on what our national security efforts uh, should be. Excuse me. Now, I'm right now looking at the public statements that have come out from the White House, and there still is not one of them about the issues uh, and involvements of North Korea, even from the missiles that were shot. I'm just talking about the only thing that they put out, the White House has put out about this, is that, well, Biden and, and the Japanese prime minister have talked. That's about it. Nothing from the president to condemn these actions from North Korea, to condemn these, these plane flights from North Korea. So this is where our president's at. This is where this administration is at. And it's something to be very, very mindful of um, in the season ahead. Now, where this administration is focused but yet not doing anything is now Biden comes out and says that Putin is not joking about using nuclear weapons in a quote-unquote Armageddon situation. And there is the big news that came out that the U.S. has purchased upwards of $290 million dollars of radiation drugs. Supposedly, this is routine, is what the White House is saying. They've always done this. This is just part of it. Um, but then why make such a big big noise about it is, is what's quite interesting. Now, this comes on the heels, and we talked about this the other day, and it was Monday, we also referenced this article. But I want to reference this article again about how the Russian military has been quote-unquote, secretly moving around its nuclear division via trains, planes, automobiles, and submarines. And there's also a possibility that they might have snuck a submarine out of the Baltic Sea region into who knows where. And the best thing the president can do is just say, well, we're going to have to prepare for Armageddon. They're going to use weapons against us. Oh, well. What a bold, great move from this president. And again, this goes back to what we were talking about yesterday of just this administration losing focus and not staying focused on, on what it is called to do. Stand up for national security, not only naturally, um, but even going back to, to the Old Testament. That's what kings were for, to defend its people. That's why the Lord called Walls to be built up around cities. And, and the fact this administration is just pretty much inviting anything in, literally, with open borders and other host of issues and not dealing with it, is, is something to be hopefully 
an awakening for Americans to see how vital it is to have a leader with a number one, a backbone, but who can stand up and understand the situations around the world. I, things have changed from when Biden first took office as far as when he was a senator. The landscape of the global world is completely different, and it doesn't really seem that he has an understanding of this, and neither do his administration. They're, as they're trying to force Israel to give up its water and oil rights and gas rights to, to Lebanon, they're giving up oil and gas rights, as they had, did in the Obama administration, to Venezuela and negotiating with them. And so I see that moving forward. And, and then I want to round out with this perspective, is we're coming to a season where righteousness should be a, a strengthening factor. And what I mean by that is the, the aspect of this campaign season, you have, surprisingly enough, Democrats and those who are pro-abortion, child murder, sacrifice, however you want to put it, understanding that they think they have the upper hand when talking about abortion. And you're seeing the strategy of some Republicans to steer the focus, as this article from The Hill points out, towards crime, the economy, and immigration. And as they rightly point out, all topics Democrats would want to avoid. And they're not wrong in focusing on that. But if they're going to bring up abortion, I've talked about this before, is force, force those who are pro-abortion to talk about what an abortion is. At what point do they think should be enough? Do they think it should be rare, legal, and safe? Do they think it should be not up to nine months? Do they think it should be outside the womb? Do they 15 weeks, 20 weeks, two weeks, 10? When there's a heartbeat detected, is it actually a baby? Are we going to care about the baby or are we only going to quote unquote care about the mother? Which is a facade of an argument. And we're seeing this here come out. And again, the distractions from politicians, they, they have these advisors who are telling them all this stuff. And. Democrats believe they have the upper hand. And how, how sad is that, that we're playing politics and, and people are upset about Lindsey Graham's bill. Now there's attacks on Herschel Walker, which no Democrat is even touching, which tells you the validity behind that. It's pure speculation, and yet every Democrat who could and probably should be attacking him for that are, are literally walking away from it because they don't know if it's true. And neither does anybody else. And it's going to be a long time coming before the truth actually comes out upon that. And we've gone through the polls that show that Americans, when you when you bring out and you talk about, majority of them, 60%, do not want abortion past 10, 15 weeks. And most Democrats now are okay with that. Want it in nine months. We saw that in Virginia. And when politicians bring that out, stand on that truth, stand for life on that issue, we're seeing a host of things occur. And at the same time you're seeing this focus in campaign season, you're seeing the Biden administration come out 
And this is a campaign promise that Kamala Harris made during a debate with um, then-Vice President Pence of when she said that at a federal level, the Biden administration will pardon and remove federal offenses for those who have simple marijuana possessions. Now, there's the rumor going around that, well, this goes against everything Kamal Harris did as Attorney General of the State of California, partially, but in the reality is this, this does nothing. Does This, this helps very f- few people, and this is really more just a virtue signal um, for those who are of the persuasion that marijuana should be legalized. Now, said it before, I'll say it again, and I'll continue to say it, is going down this road leads to further and further drug addictions. Not only do we know that here in America, but we see that specifically in Amsterdam where they've legalized it, and there have been tests that have been done on on the sewage system within the Amsterdam region showing that since the legalization of marijuana in Amsterdam, you've seen through samples of the sewage system that the drug use is beginning higher and higher and they've been going to harder and harder drugs. Because unlike what People naively say is that marijuana is not a gateway drug. It 100% absolutely is. And those are either ignorant of the fact or lying. Is And you're seeing that here in America as more and more people are, are going towards fentanyl, other harder drugs. And so it's something to, to be aware of in this season and to stand against and really understand the realities of what it does and even the legalization of it. People don't really buy the legal weed because it's, number one, diluted um, from what studies are showing, and then number two is they're taxed on it so they can actually go to an illegal drug dealer and get it at a a lower rate. Um, It's just a topic that um, I follow and am very aware of because it's unfortunate that people my age, it's a, it's a growing topic. And being in college, you had to learn to, to, to know who to be with and who not to be with. And I literally, college had roommates um, where I had to move out because of certain situations that was not safe uh, for my well-being. And, and so something I'm, I'm keenly aware of about this, and, and this goes back to our point yesterday, of we're at this moment where, like in the Laodicean church in Revelations 3, we think we're rich, but we're poor, wretched, and naked. And we're at a point here in America where we need to repent, and the church more specifically. My And look, every, I have issues that I repent of. As David said in Psalms 139, Lord, search my heart, deepest cavities of me, remove what is not of me, and, and implant what is of you. And intercede for the church to buy from the Lord gold refined by fire. Um, and also to intercede for voters ahead of these midterms, to vote based upon biblical moral values, and to see through a lot of this arrows that are going to be thrown right now. Why Why would the Biden administration wait till October to release and, and, and pardon at a federal offense simple marijuana possession? It's a smart, smart campaign strategy. 
but it shows the the politicization of it. And even Biden back in the day was against it. Kamala Harris made a name for herself on the political scale by going after these simple small possessions of marijuana. Now calling Biden calling for it at state level. So it's very interesting to see these things play out. But it's more so showing again the the confirmations of the age that we're in in the Revelations 3 of this late Odyssean age that people have prophesied for quite some time and the important need for repentance as Daniel would repent for um, the sins of the nation, the sins of the leader of where he was placed at in uh, Daniel 9 and 10. And so we're seeing the need for repentance rise and occur. And as we talked about yesterday in Eric Batax's book, The Letter to the American Church, is let's not be part of the 12,000 pastors in Germany who were silent on the issue and were neither hot nor cold. Even in Revelations, it talk, talks about they were the Laodicean church. Lord, what he's, He says, I wish you were hot or cold. And, and, and so it's now a time to, yes, let's deal with the issues in our nation, but let's deal with removing and dethroning the thrones of iniquity so that we can have the ability to bring forth heaven down to earth and be that light to wherever the Lord has placed us in the places of authority the Lord has given us. First starting in our lives with our families and then there's our cities, our states, and our nation. So blessings to each and every one of you for following along today. Hope you guys have a great weekend. And, and hopefully this can stoke some fire um, of intimacy with the Lord, of seeking Him, getting alone, being in that place where, as Psalms 94 talks about, how when my anxious thoughts multiply within me, your consolations delight my soul. So hopefully we can carry that throughout this weekend and into the next week as we journey on. As it, It's only ever going to intensify over these next coming weeks leading up to the midterms and, and after, depending on either way it goes, how the elections go, they will, things will intensify. So blessings, and I will see you guys on the weekend, after the next weekend. Have a good one. Bye-bye.